Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, small business innovation research. Who's being awarded for great ideas? What gets me out of bed every day is the opportunity to talk to early stage entrepreneurs who are, who are trying to find that critical capital that uh, the SBIR program was designed to provide. So what a Qualcomm, Symantec, iRobot, Sonicare toothbrush have in common? The answer is these were all businesses that were seeded by money from Uncle Sam through the Small Business Innovative Research Program. You know, here in the region, about $250 million a year goes into startups developing high technology and they get to keep their commercialization rights and sell to the government as a prime if they develop something meaningful. This is a great program and we should all be thinking about it as ways to start businesses here in the D.C. region. To talk about this, I'm joined by Robert Brook. He's Director of Federal Funding Programs at the Virginia Center of Innovative Technology. Robert, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for the invitation. Well, I know this is something that you've spent your life promoting. Tell me, why are you jumping up and down and giving a big thumbs up to this program? I've been at the Center for Innovative Technology for about 16 years now. Um, every year, I realize another year goes by, but it's the best job I've ever had because it allows me to engage with technology companies from across the spectrum, from life science, biotech, uh, government, DOD-focused, weapons, uh, communications, uh, you name it, it's there in the government. And uh, the SBIR program uh, funds all these technologies as well. So CIT, we're a nonprofit uh, working to promote technology development across the Commonwealth. Uh, the SBR program is something I promote as a federal program because it brings non-dilutive funding. It's not getting more state funding. All the states are always having problems with trying to fu fund uh, organizations like CIT and, and other other state organizations. And But this is non-dilutive money coming into the state, so there's no uh, you know, over 130 million a year comes in Virginia, as you mentioned, uh, 250 million in the region here uh, every year. So, you know, what gets me out of bed every day is the opportunity to talk to early stage entrepreneurs who are who are trying to find that critical capital that uh, the SBIR program was designed to provide. You know, when a company goes to a venture capitalist or a bank, and they, it, it's it's come back when, mm -hmm. come back when you've got a prototype, come back when you've got first customers, come back when. You're making a lot of money. Oh, well, you know, people would say, well, if I had that, why well, wouldn't have to come back when? So, so the SBR program was designed to answer that comeback when problem of early stage funding, early stage, I'm not quite sure if it's going to work technology. And I think that's a, that early stage opportunistic, um, you know, uh, uh, wide eyes of these early stage technologists is, is a, I love doing what well, I do. So if I'm an entrepreneur, when I hear non-dilutive, that means to me that I'm taking money and I'm not selling stock, right? Correct. I'm not issuing debt. I'm just doing a research project for the government where I keep commercial rights. It sounds too good to be true, but there must be some complexity to it. What are some of the things that an entrepreneur has to do in order to be able to get this money? Well, first of all, they need to figure out what agencies might have a fit for what they're doing. And uh, so there's several things. There's the fit with the agency. And usually what, whatever you're doing, there is more than one agency typically that might have interest. And usually that's where we uncover, help companies figure out maybe the non-traditional agency looking for what they're doing. Secondly, it's how much money, you know, how much money do you think you need in this early stage? So early stage, typically companies are at, at the seed stage are asking for this money all in one lump sum. And sometimes they think they need two or $3 million or a million dollars. And the SBR program is kind of helps them carve that down. We always consult with companies and talk about, you know, what, what are the key milestones that you need to first uncover? 
So it's the amount of money uh, and then the amount of time, the amount of time that they're looking at. If they're, you know, you hear about these hackathons, you know, developers get together over a weekend, put together some new idea for a product, and then and they want to be putting it on, you know, the iTunes store to sell this technology, you know, in three weeks or three, uh, three months. Well, great, could be a venturable product, but it's that's not SBIR. SBIR is going to be a anywhere from, a, you know, a two to three or four year development. So you're really trying to develop new unproven technology that that you quite frankly don't know is going to work yet so is this a uh, a research application i mean this isn't like a venture capital fair where i turn i make a presentation i i do i have to do a a work plan right yeah a lot, a lot of the companies i work with the average company getting sbir is about eight to ten employees so pretty small some are are startups you know some agencies don't mind funding companies that are starting up um, National Science Foundation, for example, even NIH, you know, they know they're going to be engaging with companies and researchers and doctors and, you know, postdocs at a university at this early, early stage. They're going to be early, but that's the key to it. This yeah. is a technology, this is a program to create new technologies, which ultimately can be great businesses, a small business innovative research program, two and a half billion dollars a year, 10% of the money comes to our region. It's arguably the largest source of seed capital for technology businesses here. So you've got my attention and I'm sure a lot of people's attention. And that's good news because you and I are together doing an event uh, with the CIT in a couple of weeks, um, relatively soon, around how do you go about getting that money. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the conference, as I like to tell people, uh, I, I, I run these conferences and I, I only hold them every couple of years because it gives me enough time to forget how much effort it takes to run a conference. We get about 100 to 150 people show up, and uh, it's a two-day event, and we typically try to, since we're in the D.C. area, we have the luxury of being able to have access to these agencies, and I've been working with them for many years, so I've sent an email, and they're usually very responsive and uh, want to participate if they can. So we have a dozen of the agencies coming to the event. They're going to be exhibiting, giving a little talk, but we're also going to be talking about the, the basics of the program, as well as for those who maybe have won SBIR, some of the advanced concepts of the commercialization discussions, how to, you know, really how do you find end customers using the SBIR as a sole source contracting vehicle, trying to make it low cost. The, the national SBIR conferences have typically, the last five years, been held over in National Harbor, and they were running $400, $450 per ticket. This is $125 per head. Well, Rob, thanks a lot for taking the time, and I just want to make sure everybody now knows Uncle Sam may not be giving away free money, it's our money, but it's being made available to entrepreneurs to grow great businesses here in the D.C. region. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington, and a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. 
Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at, at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.